By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 107.1. You know, first I heard his voice, I didn't like him, and now I really like that voice. He has that, uh, almost like that uh, women's voice, what we call whiskey and cigarettes, you know what I'm saying? He's... Hold on a minute. I got to turn you back on. Hold on. I forgot to turn you on. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what she said. <laughs> no, no. You know what? You know what she said? What? In a deep voice, she said. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. That's what she said. No. <laughs> Dude, I. I... <laughs> Can you believe he said that? <laughs> yes, I do. Because. You know. Don't even get me started, Brad. It'd be very controversial at best, and I don't want to do that. Really. Yes. Okay. Should we tell the story about Shelley and the Chamber of Commerce meeting yesterday? What was wrong with the Chamber of Commerce meeting? <laughs> Never mind. We won't tell the story. <laughs> you don't know what I'm, I'm talk- talking about, do you? Yesterday? Yes. I don't know what... Did something significant happen? It was a lovely meeting. Okay, I can tell you're deflecting in this one. We we won't we won't go any further. We'll just leave that one alone. I don't I don't know what happened, Brad. I can't remember. Location? Oh, I went to the wrong place. <laughs> Shelly I'm such went, an idiot. Shelly goes to the he's wrong. He's like he's like, well, I'm outside the door," and I'm like, "Yeah, she says, Brad, I'm standing right here. I'm outside waiting for her. Actually, I'm out. I'm doing my new thing." You know, you laugh at me about this, but I didn't laugh at you. I think it's lovely. I open the door. That's my new. I'm the doorman. I'm the doorman. He's the doorman. That's going to be my new thing. That's going to be one of my New Year's resolutions. But I am not the chambermaid. Today, <laughs> you're the chambermaid. Today is. Let's say today's January first, even though it's March first. I'm starting over again in a couple different things. I'm back on my diet after I'm so disgusted with myself. How much weight I've I've gained? Just God, you know. Some people have addictions to cocaine, to phenobarbital, to, you know, meth, to, you know, whatever, to marijuana. My addiction is just... See, and the crazy thing about it is, I read an article years ago about a guy who, talking about the various addictions, and he said, the worst thing is losing weight. Because, he says, you can go without drinking, you can go without smoking, you can go without taking drugs, you don't need those to sustain life, but you can't stop eating. You have to eat. Otherwise, you'll die. You won't get any nutrition. You'll just, you know, literally start to somewhat shrivel up and die. You know, they talk about, you know, you can live for so many days without food, but you can't live without so, so many days without water. But after a certain point in life where you have no nutrition coming in, you die because your body system, your system just shuts down because it doesn't have the nutrients it needs to sustain itself. So you have to eat. And my situation has always been, um, and, you know, quite honestly, if I'm on one of my crazy fast food diets, I lose weight because I'm very disciplined, extremely disciplined. But when I get off one of my diets, I'm not so disciplined. And the problem with that is, is that when I'm losing weight, I'm eating nothing but fast food in one you way, You lost shape. like 50 pounds at one time, didn't you? I lost 100 pounds. I actually have lost more than that. I lost 120 pounds back in the day. I went from... Well, I'm talking about now. Uh, I lost, I think I lost like 38 or something like that. That was the fast food meat diet. 
or yeah, I think that was fast food me. That was my most successful one, where I, you know, once again, very disciplined, you know. And the problem is when I started eating more than fast food, that's when I gained weight. And people go like, "How's that possible?" And I go, "Trust me, it's the way it is." And they go, "Well, fast food, if you eat fast food." And the crazy thing is, how many times have I have to explain this to people? It's all about portion control. Fast food is extremely portion controlled. That's how they make money. When you buy, you know, if you were to take, if you were to go to McDonald's and buy 50 hamburgers and just take, you know, the bun off and just take the the patty of meat and put it on a very very accurate scale, I would bet you that each of those patties are within probably a tenth of an ounce of of each other. You know what I'm saying? Because they're, yes, they're, they're so expert I can at see that. they're so expert at portion control. Now the French yeah. fries is a different deal because sometimes you get a generous scoop, sometimes you get a not so generous scoop sometimes I know, you get it a... but it was much better when it was there was uh lard in the grease yeah well the mcdonald's i'd be i you know mcdonald's used to be my fr- favorite french fries not anymore uh, i know because they're just like average fries yeah thanks to the they Hindu. used to be special thanks to the hindus if you know that whole story not yeah. i'm make, not making fun of the hindus but apparently Mc, not, mcdonald's really put no, no 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 they put like beef tallow or something like that in the in the yes. frying oil and when because the Hindus the Hindus can't eat cows, I think that's with Hindus, and they can't They're eat cows. To them. Right, right. So when they found out that the French fries essentially had little pieces of of or, you know like of you know I don't see little pieces, but essentially they were made in in the the gravy what you want to call it the gravy of cows, which gravy essentially is that's what gravy is, isn't it? Gravy is like the stuff left over from like. Like frying meat, isn't that what gravy technically is? I don't like gravy. I hate gravy. You don't like biscuits and gravy? No, yuck. I take the biscuits any day. That answers you... so much. I don't know if we can still be friends. Keep the gravy. You know, I'll just take the biscuits. The biscuits are what's where it's at. See, that's my other problem. I love bread. God, I love bread. You know, I mean bagels. I ate a bagel almost every day. You know that? Did I take I ever tell you that? Almost every no. day. I eat a bagel. And what's funny, can I tell you So it's a food group to you. Can I tell you what's funny about this? What? Typically, I go to a schnooks in a non-Jewish neighborhood, okay? Yes. And I can go over to where the bagels are, and every day there will be the same number of bagels there because I'm the only guy that buys them. I can, and I can, I can, I could take my camera and every day, and I could take a, you know, a, a, a picture of, let's say I get off the air at like eight o'clock, which sometimes I do, and I'll drive over to the schnooks, okay? I'll take a picture of the bagel containers, and there will be two. Literally two everything bagels, which sometimes I'll eat. There will be one sesame seed bagel and one poppy seed bagel. And if I don't buy one of those bagels, I could go back there. I could go there at 8 o'clock in the morning. I could go back there at 8 o'clock at night, and the same number of bagels are there. Nobody buys any bagels. Now, you go to the the some of the, the schnooks in the Jewish neighborhoods, and... Yeah keep them on the shelf they can't keep them on the shelf although i have to be honest with you i don't know i'm gonna say something i hope doesn't offend people hope doesn't make the 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 schnooks people mad i don't are the bagels done in-house or they've done at their big bakery do you know for schnooks i don't know okay the bagels occasionally i'll go to the kosher bagels no no just bagel bagels i mean you know you know they have like for example did you know did you know that like if you go to qt you know the the donuts are all made in Kansas City. Did you know this? I did not know that. Yes, they're all made in Kansas City. All the donuts are made in Kansas City. 
Really? Yes. They're all made in Kansas City. As a matter of fact, how I know that, you know what the bizarre story about that is? When I no. went when I went to get my my COVID shots and I went to Raytown, Missouri, which is south of Kansas City. Yes, Brad. I passed this huge, monstrous QT building, and I said something when I got there. Oh, oh that's the commissary. I go, really? Yeah, that's their distribution center, and that's where their bakery is. I go, really? I go, yeah, that's where that's where they make the the you know because it's centrally located. That's where they make the donuts. For almost all the Missouri quick trips, all the the Kansas quick trips, all the Oklahoma quick trips. I don't know if there are quick trips up in up in Iowa, but I believe there's in Nebraska. That's where they make the donuts for 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 all the 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 quick trips and the in the. So QT makes their own donuts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're made in Kansas City, and and see the problem wow. is when we get them here in St. Louis, figure that they load them on trucks and they hit the they hit the stores at like wee hours in the morning, which means they're, they do they're made like probably in the afternoon so they they you know they bake the donuts in the afternoon and then they stick them on little containers and then they put them into trucks and the trucks drive out of kansas city and the trucks hit st louis at like two o'clock in the morning so you know the donuts at that point in time are you know they're already you know by the time they hit the quick trip if you get them like three or four o'clock in the morning the donuts are already like 12 hours old and by the time you eat them at noon they're almost 24 hours old nothing bad about the qt donuts i Quite no, a, they're delicious. They, I, I like. And the, I actually always wondered where they came from. Kansas like, who City. Who was white Kansas, labeling their because donuts, but you know you know how? And I, I I had no idea that QT made their own. First off, I, when I was in Graytown, I found that out. But what's interesting is if the weather gets bad, no donuts. Huh? Because the tractor trailers can't make it across the state. Yeah. I'll be darned. So it happened, what, a month, a month ago we had like that snow? By the way, this weather is so weird, isn't it? I mean, like... It, it is. It's like... But you know we're so close to spring. Well... Yesterday was a spring day. Hold on. I don't care what you say. Think about today's date. You know what they say about today's date? In like a lion, out like a lamb? Or is it in like a lamb, out like a lion? Yes. I think it's in like a lion. Well, it's it's whichever it is. In other words, if it's a nice day, that's... I have to look. That's the lamb. So today we're having, I think it's supposed to be like 58 today or something like that. Isn't that what Jennifer said? Let me look at it real quick. What did, um, you, what did you just say, please? I said, isn't that what Jennifer said? Didn't she say it was going to be high of 58 today? I thought that's what she said last Oh, four, I didn't. I wasn't last, listening to last her. Forecast. Uh, I was listening to you. 65. 65. So we're coming in like a lamb, and we're supposed to go out like a lion. So... Have to wait and see about that. Okay, we have to take a break. We're way behind. It's all your fault again. I swear. I used this one might be my. Fault. You keep screwing things up, Shelly's. <laughs> Shelly's. Uh, but Shelly. But Shelly. There's a joke about that because if I say Billy Jean, it's all my fault. Then Shelly gets all kerfuffled, right? Yes. Six six fifty one. It is BS dot show six fifty seven. Uh, we are way off track here as far as the time concerned. We only have a short break here. So Shelly, don't say anything because I know you just get you know talking and we can't get you stopped. It's no, about she, right. Now she won't start. Okay. Uh, a serious note. Apparently, a really bad fire going on in O'Fallon right now behind Bill's Service Center, if you know where that's at. Matter of fact, because of that, they have closed Fort Zumwalt North Middle School today. Canceled classes. So if your kids go to Fort Zumwalt North Middle, not the high school, but the middle, Fort Zumwalt North Middle School, they've canceled school today because of this fire in O'Fallon. Man, that must be one hell of a fire. If it's close to the school and a close school, anyway, um, is that is that our friends at Central County or which which fire district would that be? Would that be, 
Is that Central County? Which or, one was it at? O'Fallon's got their own. That's right. O'Fallon has their fire own fire district. department. That's right. That's right. Oh, but still, there's probably mutual aid if it's like a huge fire. You know, the there's fire department. There's always mutual aid. The no fire department. Yeah, yeah, no help. matter where you're at. Right. Well, not necessarily in the St. Louis area. There's mutual aid, but in other areas, there's not. You know, it's sort of weird. Did you know that? In some parts of the country, there's they don't have that kind of reciprocal agreement. If you know what we're talking about, mutual aid is if like reciprocity, right? Well, if a fire like a, a Wentzville, like let's say there's a big fire in Wentzville, Chief Schneider would call in another fire department to help them out. Now, a lot of times, what they do is they go and I know this from my police batching days. I don't know if it's still the same way, but what they do is they would have the equipment from like a neighboring fire district go and hang out at their fire station. You know what I'm saying? So in other words, if they did get, like, let's say there's a big fire in Wentzville and almost all the fire equipment in Wentzville is responding to the fire, they would have mutual aid. They would have, um, a like, let's say, um, another department, like the O'Fallon department would go and they would send, like, a pumper over to one of the O'Fallon or one of the Wentzville houses to essentially sit there in case they were needed for a fire in Wentzville. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah, the city used to do that all the time because I remember when I my police dispatcher days, I don't know if they still do it anymore, they called it a move-up. What they would do is they would have fire equipment you know, from one uh, station go to another station to cover that station because all the equipment at that station was fighting a huge fire. Matter of fact, um, you know this for probably working at the airport, that there's a huge mutual aid agreement at the airport that when there's like a catastrophic, if they're like they have... They, did they practice that when you were working at the airport? They, the catastrophic response, you know what I'm talking about, where they would have With all the, the fire department. Yeah, not not the fire department. The fire departments are the, the departments. You know what? I tell you what. I just looked at the clock. We got it. We'll pick this up next hour. Uh, say it's six fifty nine, Shelley. It's six fifty nine, Shelley. It is BS dot show seven oh six. You know the nerd in me likes to talk about stuff like this, but what I was asking before we uh, left the air, and as the Nas piano plays behind me, oh yes, that's me playing the piano. By the way, did you know that? I did know that. Oh my God, I'm just so good at the piano. Anyway, um, when you worked at the airport, didn't they have the staging drills where the the fire departments for all the adjoining uh, areas used to come in out at the airport? You know what I'm talking about? I I, I believe they did. Okay, because they. But got... when I was there, uh, the National Guard was there as well. Yeah, the National Guard's gone. God, that's so... It is. All the things at Lambert used to be good about the airport. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. National Guard was there. Oh, man. You know, I don't know. What's so frustrating is... Now it's like not there, like, at all. I know. Well, they... Like, the building's gone. I know. I mean, and... The tower's gone. The building's gone. You know what else? You know what else made me sad the other day? What's that? I'm driving in St. Charles on 94, First Capitol. And I noticed that one of my favorite places when I used to when I used to go to Lindenwood, one of my favorite places to eat is gone. They tore the building down. What's that? The Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen right there, a couple on Fifth Street? No, no, no. On ninety four, first capital, couple doors up from the old Jim Ternary, you know where Jim Ternary Chevrolet used do. to be, where the water tower is, couple block couple yep. maybe like maybe, you know, thousand feet down from the water tower. I remember that Dairy Queen. Gone. Now, you know what the bizarre thing of What is it now? Something for Lindenwood? No, I just saw it. They just tore it down. It was just a pile of rubble. You know, in other words, they just recently, probably the day before, you know, knocked it down and the and the backhoes were in there picking up all the chunks of concrete, you know, dumping them into to the dump trucks to take away. The bizarre part of that was there was a house back there behind the Dairy Queen. Somebody lived back there. 
You know, I don't know. Really? If, yeah, I don't know if maybe it was some at one point in time the guy that owned the Dairy Queen. Hey, I'll just build a house behind Dairy Queen. I'll just walk to work. You know, he comes out his front door and walks across the parking lot and goes in the back door of the Dairy Queen. It was a it was a nice house. I you know obviously you can't get back there anymore. And you know that's where where for a long time the St. Charles Chamber of Commerce was there. They took over an old. They took over. I can't remember what it was. It might have been a a fish place, some kind of a fish place there on First Capital. That was where the. You remember that? St. Charles, and and um, I was told that the reason that they sold the building was somebody Smell came... like fish? No, no. Somebody came along and said, hey, uh, the chiropractors came along and said, hey, we want that building. They, oh, it's not for sale. Hey, we'll pay you X. And it was like, okay, we'll sell it. <laughs> you know, like... You Everybody know, has a price. Exactly. You know, if somebody says, I like your house and I want to buy it, you go, oh, sorry, it's not for sale. Well, uh, what's it worth? But quarter million dollars i'll give you a million for it hey guess what i'm moving see you bye yeah mom <laughs> right. i'm moving in i'm just reading this article is reading this <laughs> story about to launch. right i'm reading the story about how we have crime problems here portland talking about you know this is one of the places where we had the big riots and stuff like that and i was this gonna is, say that was one of the places that really got messed up oh my god they're talking about there's a graph i'm reading this article it shows that like portland crime year over year in 2020 crime was up 1% over 2019. In 2021, crime was up 8% over 2020. And in 2022, crime is up 9% over 2021. So in other words, it's just getting crazy. And to the point where so many people are moving out of downtown Portland. Portland used to have sort of like that, I don't want to call it a hippie vibe, but it's sort of a cultural town kind of, you know, they used to call it, I can't remember, there's the term they called it. And once again, it's this crazy thing where the people who are running the city, you know, the the mayor and the legislators, the aldermen, whatever they have, oh, we don't want those police. It's like in the city of St. Louis. You know, the, the latest controversy is the city of St. Louis, they're, they're trying to give, get the police a four-year contract. Uh, maybe, I can't remember, I have to do, look at this again. They, Why would they do that? No, no they, they, I think they had a four-year contract, but the aldermen are only going to give them a one-year contract. Of course, the aldermen are going to double, in the city of St. Louis, you know this story, the aldermen are going to double their pay. They're going from like 35000 a year to 70000 a year. Bang, just like that. See, that kind of stuff makes people wonder and doubt them. Well, exactly. As... I mean, um, how many times the representatives, how many people who are working like a regular job, non-government job can say, hey, one year, my salary doubled. Tell me how many people that would be. Can you tell me anybody who's ever said to you, hey, Shelly, I've got a great job this year. My salary doubled. Has that ever happened to you? Ever happened to anybody you know that their salaries doubled in a year? Now, if they're maybe a salesperson, if they're going out and they're hustling, you know, I get that. But we're talking about like a salary person or hourly person. One day you're making $20 an hour. The next day you're making $40 an hour. Well, if I, that has happened to me, actually. The, smart, and... the smartest woman in the world is saying, and this is interesting, she's saying the reason they're doing it is they're cutting the number of aldermen in half so the aldermen who are remaining are getting their pay doubled. I don't. I think that's wrong. Cut the aldermen in half, save the money. You know, if you got half, you know, I mean, think about that. If you, when, when, when Elon Musk is laying off people at Twitter, he's not doubling the salary of the people that are left, is he? No. I mean, that's goofy. I mean, that's like that's like saying, you know what? I'm. Gonna... I think it's fair if, if if that in fact is what's happening. I think it's fair that they double their salary. Well, if they're taking the people away. But how do you cut expenses? 
That's like saying if your household, if you said, well, we've got five credit cards that have a thousand dollar balance, and what we're going to, you know, like, like we have six credit cards that have a thousand dollar balance. All we're going to cut Those down. Those were the days. We're going to cut down to three credit cards with two thousand dollar balance. Aren't you still at the same spot? You still have six thousand on the whole, right? Huh. There's stuff I just don't understand. Okay, Mike. What'd you just say? I said there's stuff I just don't understand. Mike Otten sent well, me. Well, there's a lot of stuff I don't understand, and most of it comes out of your mouth. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Listen to Shelley. Um, Mike Otten sent me this the other day, and and we talked about this basically. This is uh-huh. this is where this is where legislation runs amok. There's a state rep in Florida who's proposed a bill outlawing dogs sticking their heads out of car windows while driving. Good. And get them off your lap but between you and the steering wheel. But that shouldn't That's ridiculous. That shouldn't be that shouldn't be a law. That should be self-evident. That should be you know stupid, you know, that should be well, common knowledge. Well, have to make a law. Well, the dogs with their heads out the windows. I don't know. To me that's like first off you know, you're talking to the Brad, the non-pet guy. You know, it, to me, it's like, you know, it it sometimes bothers me that some people have so much affection or whatever you want to call it to their pets and don't care about the world around them. You know, I just say that. And I know people... That's because people are mean. Dogs aren't mean. Well, yes, they are. Well, they, they are. can be yeah. if they're treated like that. Don't tell the people, that, don't tell the postman the dogs aren't mean, right? The mailbox. My uncle was <laughs> a postman for pretty much his entire life after he got out of the service. Did he get bit? I'm sorry? Did he get bit by dogs? Yeah, because he was actually uh, in downtown St. Louis. And he, and he got bit by dogs? Um. He never had a dog. No, no, I'm. Which is funny as because a post- he lived in. No, 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 no. As a po- city. as a postman, remember the postmen are always afraid of getting bit by the dogs. That's what I'm saying. Did he get bit by dogs? Not his dog, but somebody else's dog, where he's delivering mail to. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I never asked him. Well, thanks for bringing that up about postmen getting bit by dogs. You bring up your uncle, and you have no idea if you ever got bit by a dog. Well, he wasn't supposed to be a focal point. <laughs> it was supposed to be just something that I said. Thanks for that 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 little bit of wisdom. Okay, have you been, bite me, Brad? <laughs> have you been watching? I know you're not. Have you been watching any of the the Murdoch trial? No, but who oh, told me that? God. Somebody told me that I've got the got that trial on and can't pull myself away it is unbelievable today they're supposed to go to this you know keep in mind this poor guy he's only got a 1700 acre 1700 1700 acre hunting lodge okay only a seven 1700 acre lodge okay poor guy i mean i mean you know i mean I feel sorry for those people that don't, you know, if you if you have less than a thousand acres for your hunting lodge, you're just white trash. That's all there is to it. You're just like low class. You know, everybody who's anybody has at least a thousand acre hunting lodge. Seventeen hundred acres. Anyway, the jury's going to his place today. The the bizarre part of this was yesterday, the last couple of days, the prosecution has been going through this forensic thing and if you like if you like any of the uh you know what is it the uh csi series uh, you know the las vegas the you know uh and you know all the different miami inversions of that you'll love this trial because 
was it yesterday or was it Monday, where the prosecutor is showing how they think that, you know, allegedly Murdoch killed his son, stood over him with a shotgun. And, I mean, it's like, I mean, they're, they're holding guns to each other's heads. And I'm going like, okay, this bothers me because what's the number one rule in firearm safety? You don't have it in your hand unless you're ready to use it. Well, number one, there's like the number four, you know, like the top four things are one of them is don't ever point at anything you're willing to kill or destroy. Uh, number two is don't ever point a gun at anybody unless, you know, your life is being threatened. You know, you don't just go pointing guns around. And, I mean, it's like, uh, you watch this, it's like, this is creepy. You know, there's a guy, they showed, the, supposedly the son was the debate was was he shot from the front or shot from the back and and the the defense says he was shot one way because the defense says that because of the trajectory of the the blast from the shotgun the shooter had to be between five foot two and five foot four which would probably be a woman and the reason they're bringing this up is because this Alex Murdoch guy is six foot four so they're essentially saying well he couldn't have shot it because he's too tall the trajectory would have gone I'm going okay whatever. And you know what's interesting about this whole thing is if you got money, and I don't know how the guy's paying his attorneys because you know he's you know he's like supposedly now broke and, and maybe he owns a car wash. <laughs> what he owns a car maybe wash? He owns a car wash. <laughs> Why did that come up? Because they we, evidently are very lucrative. Otherwise, we wouldn't have one every two uh, miles. St. Charles County. Pretty soon. There will be more car washes than Walgreens, right? Yes. <laughs> more car washes than Walgreens. And I that, mean, seriously, they they're bringing down build beautiful buildings that place that there, had potential. That place there on on Mid Rivers Mall Drive that used to be uh, I can't Llewellyn's, remember. Was, well, which long, used to be El Grande. Yeah, yeah, it was there for a long. It was a Mexican place for a long time. Gone. They flattened that one. The oh bank, my gosh! Yes. The bank behind the the the. Uh, uh, on off of Jungerman between uh, 364 and Old Highway 94, that beautiful bank building, that's gone. They flattened that one. Yeah, I, and that was a really nice. It was building. a beautiful bank building. It was really, it really was <laughs> gone. I used to bank there for my daddy. You know exactly which one I'm talking about, right? It was a beautiful. I absolutely do. Had a like a, a like a two a split level. Had the drive-throughs on the bottom level. It was a really cool bank. Gone. They tore it down. Putting a car wash in there. You know, it's like oh, we need another car wash. Randy Bluestone must be rotating in his grave because when he first started his first car wash, country club car wash there at 94 in Zumble, and that's how I met him. His wife introduced me because he was frustrated because at the time, nobody in St. Charles County would get their car washed. We all drove around with mud hanging off our pickup trucks, you know. Oh, hey. Well, and, yeah, you know, I remember that. Gun racks in the back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, Okay. Moving on to something else. You don't have anything to talk about this morning? Chamber meeting you yesterday. <laughs> we'll talk about this again. I don't want to embarrass Shelly, but... But let's just go ahead I, and talk about I, it. I go to the chamber meeting, and I'm and my new thing is, can I tell the story while I get myself in trouble? You'll probably get yourself in trouble, but when does that pop at you? By the way, today is a new day. Today is March 1st. I'm pretending this is January 1st. I've made a bunch of resolutions that start today. Because so far, the first two months of this year have not been good for me uh, for a number of different reasons. So I'm starting over. Today's March 1st. Today's like New Year's Eve. I've got you know a New for Year's example, Day. For example, I'm still with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, I tried to get rid of you, but, but I couldn't quite lose you. Oh, anyway. I know. So, Isn't that the 
darndest thing. So I've decided that what my new role is going to be, I'm going to be the greeter. I'm going to show up for events, and I'm going to hold the door open. Now, I have to tell you, when I was doing these yesterday at the O'Fallon Chamber meeting, Chamber of Commerce meeting at the Christie Banquet Center right there on Veterans Memorial Parkway, uh, between Kay and Brian, one lady Which I thought was at the Y. <laughs> Shelly shows they're up. They're the sponsors. Shelly shows up at the Y. So I did show up at the Y. I'm opening the door and greeting people. I'm just opening the door as people walk up to the door. I'm smiling and I say, hey, good morning and welcome. Because it was still morning. Well, it wasn't noon yet. It was like I started at 11.15 to do this to about, I did this till about 10 minutes to noon. And one lady walked by me as I opened up the door. And she looked at me and she smiled and she says, and here I thought chivalry was dead. <laughs> I thought to myself, wow, I take that as a compliment. And then I ran into a lady who used to, her family used to advertise with us. And I think I told you about this yesterday, the Bowman family who had, who bought into this, this, um, it was like a, a website for bride to, brides to be. And they did so well with it. They bought the entire company. They were a franchise and they bought the entire company because they were doing so well with it. And I said to her, I said, how's business? How's the, the wedding business? She says, oh, she had to shut it down. I go, well, you were doing really well. She looked at me and she says, COVID. And I thought to myself, I never thought of that. Because remember, nobody got married for like two years. Remember? I mean, people got married, but they didn't have the big old monster weddings. And people call, you know, canceled their weddings. The big weddings were all canceled, you know, because of the fact that you couldn't rent a, a, a hall anywhere. You couldn't get a, a church or anything like that. So all the big weddings were canceled. If you did have a wedding, you got married like by Justice the Peace or Reverend Brad or something like that. You know, nobody had big weddings. And, nope. and I go, God, that's so sad. She goes, yeah. And her and her, I think two sisters and her brother all worked in this company. And, you know, Jeremy Bowman, great guy. Um, and, you know, she says it just went under. The whole business just tanked. Now, think about that. We've talked about this before, not recently. The COVID killed some businesses and just totally made other businesses explode. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, some businesses just lost their tail end and other businesses just got so much business they couldn't. You know, like, for example... Anybody who was doing any kind of handyman work, you couldn't find a year and a half ago, two years ago, right around now. Well, not necessarily right around now, but probably that would have been, yeah, that would have been right around now. It would have been, it would have been 21. So, yeah, you couldn't find a handyman. You couldn't find a plumber. And or, they were like $50, $60 an hour. That's a cheap one. Per you, man hour. Where do, who were you getting those guys? I mean, that's the cheap plumbers. Is that no, like, these weren't plumbers. Who were they? These were handymen. Hand, oh, yeah, 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 just general handyman. okay? Yes. And anyway, her business went Not under. just. Well, I anyway, mean... I'm I'm greeting people at the front door, and Shelly's supposed to be there at 1130. And yeah. 1135 goes by, 1140, 1145 goes by. I said, Shelly, where are you? Oh, I'm turning in right now. I'm looking. I'm standing in front of the building. I'm going, I don't see anybody turning in. And, so she, and I go, where are you going? She goes, I'm parking in back of the building. Okay, five minutes later, no Shelly. And I call her, I gotta go, where are you? And she goes, I'm in back of the building. And I go, what building are you at? She says, isn't this at the YMCA? I go, no, Shelly, it's at the Christie Banquet Center. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> Can you believe that? You were super worried about me because of oh, my little... Because you said my you... Little, no, uh, because... Okay, first off... Can I tell this story? Sure. Shelly sends me, if you know the whole story, Shelly had an accident over the weekend where she fell down in a bathroom. 
I say you passed out, but you say you fell asleep. Okay. Whatever. I rammed my head in the tile wall. Okay. And Monday you went to the doctor. We ended the show early because you went to the doctor. Yesterday you sent me a picture of the side of your head, like side of your face, and it didn't look pretty. Not that you, not that I'm saying you're ugly, but are you saying I'm ugly? No, I'm saying that normally, so normally I'm not pretty. No, I'm saying normally your face is not yellow and green and black. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the, yes, I do. Brad. That's the picture you sent me of your face looking like you just met Mike Tyson. It didn't go well for you. You know what I'm saying? I will say though the 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 white cloud silver lining yeah is that the face of my the side of my face that's a little um poofy yes um it doesn't have as many wrinkles okay so she goes to the doctor on <laughs> i'm not going to touch that it's a big deal Brad. I, i'm not touching that line there's a line i could use but i'm Huge not touching deal. that i'm not touching that one okay so anyway we end the show early on monday because i said shelly you need to go to the doctor you went to saw dr weikert who is the world's best doctor at 10 30 totally and he is. says go here go here go here and then you had a you had a what a ct scan and all sorts of crazy stuff i, did. I had a ct scan right, right. i had an mri right right had- so an x-ray <laughs> so once again that's monday yesterday i'm standing out in front of the chamber of commerce she says she's late for the meeting she tells me she just turned in the parking lot i don't see her five minutes later she's still not there i'm standing in front of the building and i call because i'm going like where are you are you okay you could hear the concern in my voice correct yes and then she says i'm at the wrong place <laughs> I'm going. You're what? What? I'm, so, I'm, at, I'm such a so. But Uber. the upside was, since you were late for the meeting and the meeting already started, you got to sit at the big girls' table, didn't you? I did. You got to sit. I chose that table. It you was got fun. to sit with the big girls who are all. And and once again, we use this term. And the when we say this, the women who we call this are not offended by this. They like it. At least they yeah, used to. They still like chicks. it. The chamber chicks. That's what we call the ladies who run the the O'Fallon chamber. And we don't call yeah. them that. They call them, at least they used to, they used to call themselves the chamber chicks, right? Yes. So it was not, you can't you can't say certain things. You can't call a woman a chick or a broad or anything like that anymore because, oh, you're, you're being sexual or whatever. But they it's it's like they call themselves the chamber chicks. So Shelly's late for the meeting. The meeting's already going on. So the chamber chick says, hey, Shelly, come and sit with us. And you got to sit at the big girl's table, right? I did. And and it was fun because, you it know. It was fun. Because you, you were talking with the chamber chicks and they were telling you all the inside scoop and they were telling you, you know, all the things going on in the chamber and they were telling you about how so-and-so's mad at so-and-so and how so-and-so won't go do business with so-and-so because so-and-so said something about so-and-so, right? They didn't say that. I'm kidding. <laughs> you better be kidding because that's, I don't know where you would have gotten that. <laughs> Well, the chamber, the chamber chicks call me and they say, oh, we had so much fun with Shelly. We told her all the scoop. We told her all the chamber scoop. That's we, not how they roll, Brad. We, we told them, we told them which, you need to stop. which which husband and wife are, are the swingers in the chambers. And we told them. Oh, look, 727. <laughs> Make it happen, Brad. I can't go any farther. I can't keep talking. No. <laughs> okay, it's 727. Thank you. That's Shelly's motto. I ain't worried about it, right? Pretty much, yeah. BS.show, 7.32, Wednesday morning, March 1st. Uh, we're going out. We're going in like a lamb, and unfortunately, they claim we're going out like a lion. At least that's what the that's uh, stupid the saying is. That's not the way it is. 
in like a lion, out like a lamb. But you flip you flip it back around. It goes both ways. If you go, if you're in like a lion, so in other words, if you had a terrible day today, that means we'd have a nice end of the month. But if it's a nice day, the lamb, then we have a terrible end of the month. It goes both ways. I don't think it does. Yeah. I don't think it works like that. <sighs> okay. Smartest woman in the world. Hopefully she's listening. You heard what Shelly just said. Is Brad right where the saying goes both ways, or is Shelly right where the saying only goes one way? It goes two ways. It's a two-way street. If life is not a two-way street, neither is spring. Life is a highway. (laughs) Life is a highway. And I'm going to ride it all night long. (laughs) Very good. Okay, hold on a minute. (laughs) There goes the ding. One way? No, it's not. That's what the That's smartest one. It's not. High five, baby. It's not one way. It's it's. Oh yeah. Hold on a minute. Let me let, me let me Google this. In <laughs> in like a lamb. In like a lamb. Hold on a minute. Stings, don't it? Okay, March weather. <laughs> hold on. What does what is it what does it mean if March comes in like a lamb? Hold it said March comes in like a lamb and goes out like a lion means the weather is very cold at the beginning of part part of the month, but the weather is warmer at the end of the month. It also is possible to just say in like a lion and out like a lamb. It's a shorter way to say the same thing. It's just, <sighs> oh, who says Oh, was it validated by Wiki? No, hold on a minute. Uh March comes in. Not a groundhog, gonna snow Friday. Yeah, okay, so <sighs> it goes both ways. It goes. Oh, it goes both ways. Oh, it goes, honey, it goes both. Did ways. you just get shot down? Yeah, no, I've never get shot down. Oh, I could go. I can go you're into taking it like a man. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Usually, you're a four year old boy. <laughs> what? Listen to you. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I got, I got a war. I got a couple words for you. You ready for this? No. I may be a white boy, but I'm not stupid. <laughs> you can't believe he said that, can you? That must have been off off his little teleprompter. No, that was that was when he had libs. See, that's when he gets himself in trouble. When I know. He, Why don't they <laughs> he's probably going, Look, I'm the president of the United hey, States. If I want to go off camera hey, Trump, or off topic, I can go off topic. Trump was the same way. At least he said he said you know, tangible things that made sense. Well, he said funnier things. You know, I mean, he said yeah. goofy stuff. You know, because because there were two Trumps. There was the teleprompter Trump, who was sort of like stiff, and and then there was the the off script Trump, where he'd say <laughs> yeah. he'd say practically anything. Hey, punch that guy! Remember when he was in St. Louis? They they told the crowd to punch some guy. Remember that? Is that why they're saying that he incited the <sighs> the whatever? You know, there are some people. If all of a sudden Trump showed up one day and he said, you know what? You know who I really am? And all of a sudden he turned around and he did like this crazy magic act. And he turned around and he was Jesus. And he turned around and he's Jesus. People go, oh my God, Trump's Jesus. There are some people go like, I'm not, I'm not a Christian anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Christianity. That's true. <laughs> I'm done with Christianity. If that happened, if, that, that if, would be true. If Trump is Jesus, it will I'm, never happen. I'm so. converting to Judaism or converting to whatever. I'm going to. I'm. You know, I was driving down the road on on Highway 40, 
and their license plates said Jew for JC. Well, there. See, that's an interesting thing because there are Jews that believe in. It, it, no, I don't get in that because that's a complicated thing. I don't necessarily. It is understand. complicated. I don't understand. We that. don't need complications. Share. We can talk. We about, don't need no stinking complications. We can talk about we that can kind talk of. Talk about a whole bunch of other stuff that's uh, inappropriate. Well, we can talk about this kind of stuff because Shelley's father was Jewish, and I grew up with a bunch. Well, actually, it's funny. I grew Do, up. Does that make me Jewish light? No, no. It's just, but see, you're you're exposed to that. See, I had a girl that for a brief period of time in high school I dated who was Jewish, and I thought it was fascinating. I worked one of my best friends when I first got in the radio business, Jeff Andrew, was Jewish, and you know he sort of took me under his wing, and and he took me to like synagogues and stuff like that. I met a lot of his friends who are all Jewish, you know, and and I, you know, I have to tell you, I mean, I found the Jewish religion fascinating. I mean, you know, to the point where, you know, and it's 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 interesting because. You can show up, and I'm not making fun of Chris Heifel, but you can show up at Grace River Church today. You can walk in there and you say, Chris, I want to become a Christian. And bingo, boingo, bango, you're a Christian. They turn you into a Christian like that, right? On Sunday, he still does the deal where they do the baptisms, you know what I'm talking about? They baptize yeah, you as they a don't, Christian. They, they have one baptism, and then multiple people stay, you know, do that. But right. they don't have baptisms every weekend well but no. i was there when they baptized some people okay i saw it and i thought it was interesting. yeah okay it was probably their baptism day right but you don't do that when you become a jew because you have to take all these classes yeah it's sort of like becoming a catholic if you, well, you, know, you kind of have to no you know know a little bit about what you're getting into no you just show up and all of a sudden you're a christian bango bingo bango boingo oh if you go now if you go back and you talk to someone then they put you on the path to become a Christian. It's not like, you know, he doesn't twinkle his nose and then it happens. There's stuff that you do have to go through. You mean like Sabrina? Was that her name in Bewitched? Sabrina? No. Which she, uh, what was her name? What was her name in Bewitched? Which she twinkle her nose and things would happen. I know. <laughs> it wasn't Samantha. Samantha. Sabrina was her was Sabrina, I think was sister, her, was her, her naughty nat- sister. Her naughty sister. That's right. Me. That's right. Very good. Okay. I haven't watched TV Land Race. Boy, we're all over the place this morning. Okay. Uh it's your did, fault. did I say also Mike Otten's correct? Uh who made out like a bandit? Anybody who sold plexiglass during the, the COVID thing, right? That's no lie. <laughs> plexiglass everywhere. Have you noticed that the plexiglass is coming down in most of the places now? Most of the places have taken their plexiglass down. It's gone. I mean, God, where did the all places the places I frequent? It's still up. Yeah, the places I frequent still have their bulletproof glass there. You know, so what does that tell you where I, where I hang out, right? That's funny. <laughs> hey, you know my motto. You know, you're going into a good your club. Motto? My motto is what's your motto? Oh, about three pounds. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going into a good club if you're going out clubbing at night. You have to have to go through metal detectors to get in. That's when you you're going to a good club. <laughs> uh, hold on a minute. I mean, I got to get back on track. I'm trying to rescue this show as it skids off the. the I'm sorry, the, I, I was coughing. The rails. And I didn't respond. Okay, hold <laughs> on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll just go through a couple things here real quick. Um, this is interesting. The and this is this is sort of interesting because remember I told you I had this goofy, goofy professor. My very first class at college. I can't remember this guy's name, but. We, it was some, I can't remember what kind of class. It was kind of a history class or something like that. 
And all this guy did was rail on about how, you know, and keep in mind, this is a long time ago that I went to college. A long time ago. Long time ago. Because remember, I'm 87. Okay? So do the math and figure I was in college probably 60, 70 years ago. Okay? So uh, my professor was fixated on this book called, what did I say? The Population Bomb. Remember talking about that? And this guy, and the guy's still alive. The guy and his wife who wrote it. Essentially, what they wrote was they said that by the year 2000, the the world is going to be in a worldwide famine. There will be too many people, overpopulation, and everybody would be dead because there wouldn't be enough food, and the population would expand to 45 billion or something like that. And and that's none of, called natural selection. Well, what's happened is just the opposite. And one of the problems that the Chinese are having is the population is going backwards. China's getting smaller. And what they're upset... That's because they're, they're, they're into uh, Japanese men and not necessarily women. Huh? <laughs> what? The Chinese women are... I don't know if it's... What are you talking about? I think about? it's the Chinese, yes. The Chinese women like Chinese or like Japanese men. Where did you come up no, with that? Brad. What? I don't know. Never mind. No. Okay, but China. Never mind. Never mind. Blah 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 blah. The point of what I'm trying to say before Shelley threw in her little anecdotal information there <laughs> is, is that that I mean China is silence. starting China is starting to shrink, and what they're concerned about, right? They're prideful in the fact that right now they are the largest country in the world by population, and they're about to be number two. And you know who's going to beat them? Us. India. Really? Yeah, India is 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 to the point where India right now is number two in population, and at the growth rate of China, actually it's a negative growth rate for population, and the Indian. India has a positive growth rate for population, and India right now is like not that far behind China. And the point of this is that, and it's sort of like what I say, it's a problem we have in the United States. The birth rate is a negative birth rate in the United States. Well, not negative, because they say, I think the statistics are you have to We just had a baby boom. No, we did not. We absolutely did. We did did not. You can't tell me that the COVID baby period- Hey. It's, I bet you anything that that was huge. It's gotten so bad that the other day I drove down Ballast right there off of Highway 40. Uh-huh, and the, next to Mercy, the baby factory? The, yeah, the, the Mercy, the baby factory. The nurses from the maternity unit were out there on a street with signs saying, hey, have some babies so we can get back to work. I mean, they're out no, there. No, that's not what they were saying because I lived through that COVID period. They're, they're out there. As with, did my daughter, as did but see, five of her friends. But now, 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 hold on a minute. Now, see, there's an interesting thing. There were people that predicted that since everybody was, quote unquote, staying home, that there was going to be this population explosion of babies. And there, there did, was. It didn't happen. That's not true, it Brad. It didn't happen. If you go back to this 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 famous thing in, in, in population studies that one, I can't remember when this was, back in the 60s or 70s, if, I've read this story, I don't know how many times I've seen it because they talk about it's a perfect example of what happens when, you know, with crazy things with our population. Uh, power outage, let me, power outage in... But power outage no, no, population. No, no, in New York, and they had like nine months after they had this power outage where the entire city... Um, they had this huge baby boom nine months later. They had like gazillion babies being born. 
baby boom. Okay, let me find the story here. Here it is right here. Um, because those who had the baby in 21. Okay, here. Philip Morgan, professor of sociology and demography at Duke mm. University who focuses on fertility, says it's an urban legend. He says there is no reason to believe that events like the August 14, 2003 blackout that impacted 55 million people led to a larger than average number of 2004, May 2004 babies. But that wasn't the one. This is the one. This is the one. The blackout in 1965. The effect of the great blackout of 1965 on births in New York City. Talked about how, um, how here it, is. it says, Mount Sinai Hospital, which averaged 11 births daily, had 28 births on Monday. Okay, this was this was nine months. This was a uh, this was an article in a magazine, August of 1970. Electric power went out in New York City and much of the Northeast in the late afternoon, November 9, 1965, and stayed out for up to 10 hours. On Wednesday, November 10, 1965, the New York Times carried a banner headline. Page one said, "Power failure snarls Northeast. 800,000 are caught in subways here. Autos tied up. City gropes in dark. Light and power first went out at 157." excuse me, at 527 New York City on the November 19th, 1965. Okay, on Wednesday, August 10th, 1966, also in the Times, a page, one midsection headline announced, births up nine months after the blackout. Under the signature of Martin Tolchum, the following story appeared. A sharp increase in births has been reported by several large hospitals here nine months after the 1965 blackout. Mount Sinai Hospital, which averaged 11 births daily and 28 births on Monday, this was a record for the hospital. Its previous one-day high was 18. At Bellevue, there were 29 new babies in the nursery yesterday compared with 11 a week ago and an average of 20. Columbia Presbyterian averages 11 births daily and had 15 Monday St. Vincent's averages 7, had 10. Brooksdale averages 10, had 14. And it goes on and on and on. 16 babies at Mount Sinai yesterday, 13 at Columbia Presbyterian, and 10 at St. Vincent's. Talks about all the different hospitals that had all the ba- you know ag- increased births nine months after the power went out. I wonder what they were doing. Anyway. <laughs> Do you feel better? <laughs> I don't. 747. It is BS.show, 752. It is a Wednesday morning, 1st of March. And, you know, there's two sayings. March goes in like a lamb, goes out like a lion, goes in like a lion, lion goes out like a lamb. That's the way it works. Which is the correct one? It's They're interchangeable because of the fact. Where do you see that? If it were a bad. There's no place on the Internet that you can tell me that that's at. It's on KSOQ.co right now because I just put it up there. Okay. Okay. Okay, Mike Cotton sent me something interesting to talk about population. And this is the source on this is a good source is the government, although lately I don't know if we trust anything the government says. Remember they say, if you thought the COVID virus came from a lab in Wuhan, you were a heretic because we all know it came from a bat. But now, if the, do you know this? Yesterday, the director of the FBI went on an interview and said, yes, we have definitively definitively proven that the COVID-19 virus came from a lab in Wuhan, China. This is They've the, said that the whole time. No, if you said that before, you got kicked off of Twitter. If you said... Oh, well, bo- yeah, that's true, but oh. that's what they said. God, you, know, you know what? This is so fascinating to me, having the two worthless journalism degrees and how sad it's gotten Ugh. to the point where it's what happened with the internet. If you say things like... Hey, it's great to be transgender. People go, oh my God, the guy's so wonderful. But if you say, hey, it's terrible to be transgender, 
they kick you off the internet and they burn your house down. He's like, okay, no, hold on a minute now. I thought this was land of free speech. No, not anymore. Say what we want you to say. That's like China. There's a lot of things that this world used to be that is not anymore. Like? Like we used to have good radio shows on 107.1 and then you and I came along, right? <laughs> okay. You're such a smarty pants. The statistics show, it talks about here, they're showing, they're saying, I'll, I'll read you this. This is article was written December 22nd, 2022. So it's only a little bit over two months old. After a historically low rate of change between 2020 and 2021, the U.S. resident population increased by 0.4% or 1,256,000 people in 2022, according to the U.S. Census Bureau's Vintage 2022 National and State Population Estimates. Now, here's what's interesting. They say the majority of the growth was, guess what? Immigration. Migration was what turned us into a positive natural change. Now, but but here's the interesting thing. Positive natural change or negative natural change. Nat- natural change is births minus deaths. So in other words, you have people who are being born, born you have people being or dying. And if it's a positive natural change, then you have more people. And between 21, 2021 and 2022, the positive change was only 245,000 people. So in other words, that meant that like, let's say a million people were born and 750,000 people died. Essentially, that would give you like a quarter of a million positive, uh, positive natural change. Lightning crashes. Um, regional patterns. The South, the most populous region with a resident population of 128 million, was the fastest growing and largest gaining region last year, increasing by 1.1%. The West was only the other region to experience growth in 2022, having gained 153,000 residents, annual percentage rate, blah, 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 blah. The Northeast with a population of 57 million and the Midwest with a population of 68 million. Um, Declines in those regions were due to negative net domestic migration. Changes in state population increasing by uh, since July 20. Texas was the largest gaining state. Texas gained a half million people in a year. A half Why? million people. 470,000. Because they felt safer there? Largest gaining state of the region reaching a total population. 30 million people in Texas. By crossing the 30 million population threshold this year, next year, Texas joins California as the only states with a resident population above 30 million. Growth in Texas last year was fueled by gains from all three components, net domestic migration, net international migration, and natural increase. Florida was the fastest growing state in 2022 with an annual population increase of 1.9%, resulting in a total resident population of 22 million people. While Florida has often been amongst the largest gaining states, uh, this was the first since 1957 that Florida has been the state with the largest percentage increase in population. Interesting. See, people are like water, okay? Huh. And no, uh-huh. no, no, seriously, people like water. Water finds the path of least resistance. You know, if you have something that has water in it, you know where the leak is because of the fact that that's the path of least resistance. If you have a pipe that has a hole in it, guess what? Guess where, that's where the leak comes out because the least resistance to water is to just find a outlet. If you have a swimming pool that has a leak in it, you know, it, it, it flows through that, that leak. It's the same thing in your car. If you have if your radiator, if you have a bad radiator hose, guess where the water's going to come out? Through that little tiny pinhole in your radiator hose, it's going to spray all over your engine and your engine's going to burn up. See, people are like that too. Path of least resistance. 
And that's why the city of St. Louis, which once upon a time had almost a million people that lived in the city of St. Louis, it's now to, I believe, just a tad under 300,000 people. Once again, path of least resistance. If you have bad things that happen in a community, people move. If you have good things that happen, people move in. You know what I mean? I mean, that's why that's why Florida is expl- exploding. That's why Tennessee is exploding, because you don't have all the resistance. You don't have all the goofy regulations, all the stupid, you know. I mean, and once again, the reason Texas, Florida, and Tennessee are, are gaining population is because you know why that is? No state income tax. People are going like, okay, why should I work, you know, in New York City? I mean, like, I've heard that in certain tax brackets, if you work in New York City, your effective tax rate is like 54%. So for every dollar you make, you keep 46 cents and you give 54 cents to the government, both federal, state, local, the whole bit, you know? And what do they do for you? Well, here in the St. Louis area, they, you know, if you, if you live in one of the certain areas, you get a nice recplex or something like that, right? Yes. <laughs> 758. You want me to stop right now? Well, you have like a millisecond to nope it's a i was right 759 okay i will say and i mean this sincerely shelly i'm glad to hear you're doing better um i know you still got some healing to do and i know the worst part of this was that you smashed that wall in your bathroom now you're gonna have to spend thousands of dollars you know cleaning up that hole that you put your head through but other than that oh, you would <laughs> as hard as i hit it you would have thought i would have made a hole but no other than that i'm glad to hear you're feeling better Thank you, Brad. And today, the the Chamber of Commerce meeting is again today at Christie's Banquet Hall. The Christie, and I'll see you there, okay? Right. <laughs> he didn't mean that, everyone. Don't show up. Have a the, great day, everybody. Happy hump day. Yeah. Don't, don't show up at 59. Don't show up at the Y, okay? Just. <laughs> yeah, I, I won't. Well, I might because I need to go talk to Matt. But... Yeah, okay. It's 7.59. Peace and I fly. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.